Hello and welcome to the Body Acceptance Podcast. This podcast is for women who struggle to love and sometimes even like their bodies and who want to build a more loving relationship with themselves through experiencing more joy, pleasure, and confidence. Each week we'll cover topics ranging from body image, intuitive eating, self-love, and so much more. If you're ready to learn practical tips and tools for loving the skin you're in, then you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Body Acceptance Podcast. I polled my Instagram audience recently. If you're not over there hanging out with me on Instagram, I'm at Lauren M. Kendrick, and I like to poll you guys pretty often to come up with episode ideas or to just see where your head's at or for suggestions on what you want to see differently with the podcast. I asked you last week if you would prefer episodes to be 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, or 60 plus minutes, and it was actually pretty split. So most of you said between 30 and 45 minutes, which is usually where I've been keeping my episodes, so that was perfect. And then some of you said 15 minutes, And so I wanna honor those of you who said 15, so I'm gonna actually try and rotate. Every other week do more straight to the point episodes, and then every other week do more longer conversational ones. So today is gonna be a shorter episode, so let's just dive right into it. We're gonna talk about three myths of body acceptance. This, I think, is important to have this conversation because when it comes to diet culture and body positivity and body acceptance and all of these different areas of relating to our bodies, it can feel like there are a lot of rules and a lot of gatekeeping about who is allowed to participate. And so I just wanted to talk about the common myths of body acceptance in case you feel like you're wrong for maybe having some goals around your body wanting to change or not wanting to change or just helping you feel more normal in your relationship to your body and on your body acceptance journey. Because the goal here is really for us to learn to stop beating ourselves up and to stop shaming ourselves and each other's for the choices that we make around our bodies. Okay, so the first myth we're gonna talk about is that you can't practice body acceptance and want to lose weight. When I was first healing my relationship to food and my body, I also got caught up in the belief that any sort of healthy behavior behavior that I chose to engage in automatically meant that I was back to the diet mentality. And while it's true that you really do walk a fine line between the two, your intent is what really matters and how the behaviors that you engage in make you feel both physically and mentally is really the important part. Because if we're being honest, most of us have even a slight desire to lose weight, even if we don't act on it, even if we don't talk about it, especially when we catch ourselves comparing our bodies to others or even our own past smaller body. And I used to feel a lot of shame for the fact that I still had a desire to lose weight, even if I didn't choose to act on it or if I didn't talk about it. And I thought that if I just shared this image on social media of me always 
always loving my body and always loving what I looked like, it would come true. But I've learned over the years that it's much easier said than done and that there's nothing wrong with me having a desire to lose weight or even choosing to engage in behaviors that I am hoping will lead to weight loss. Whether or not they do, whether or not I realize pretty soon or not at all that that behavior isn't serving me. It's all about experimenting and finding what works for you. So you can have the desire or even actively be trying to lose weight and you're still welcome to participate in body acceptance because body acceptance is all about body autonomy, which means there are no rules and there's no rigid structure to it. We can leave the dogma to the dieting and wellness culture. And the beautiful thing about body acceptance is that you get to choose how you want to approach At the end of the day, you're the one who has to grapple with the decisions that you've made that day and decide if those choices were aligned to who you really believe you are deep down. And if you do realize that it's not you being the kindest to yourself or that maybe you could have made a better decision that day, that's when you get curious and allow yourself to explore maybe what you could do differently next time. And then that's how you grow. Okay, so the second myth is that you have to be physically healthy to participate in body acceptance. I've seen this comment on a lot of posts, especially of people who are posting about maybe weight gain or the fact that they've chosen body acceptance and they've left diet culture and they're working on healing their relationship to their body and food and that means unlearning all of the things that they thought they knew before and releasing old behaviors and thoughts and beliefs that no longer serve them. And on those posts, I always see the comment that says, as long as you're healthy, that's what matters. And although I know this comes from a good place, I just want everyone to know that it's not the compliment that it seems to be. Because health isn't a prerequisite for basic respect and treating someone with humanity. And that's often the problem with bullying people in larger bodies is the justification is, well, I just want them to be healthy and so I'm going to shame them into being healthier. The problem with that is, first of all, shaming never gets anyone anywhere. Shaming is not a productive way to motivate someone to make changes. They have to want to make those changes. And again, I believe that long-term changes are made from a place of self-love and compassion. But regardless, I've noticed that concern for someone's health is usually masked for someone just having any sort of disgust or hatred for being a certain size. And usually that's because of that person themselves like fear what it means if say they were to gain weight and so they're projecting that fear onto somebody else. And the other thing is we don't treat people with disrespect and hate and we don't bully people openly for say smoking or say a thin person eats fast food every night. It's only usually geared toward people in larger bodies, which means it's coming from a different place and not just concern for their health. Our size, our health status, and all of that fluctuates throughout our lives. And it doesn't mean that you're more worthy or deserving of love and respect only when you're perfectly healthy. You deserve love and respect all throughout your life as things fluctuate. And this is something that I've personally struggled with because I have a hormonal imbalance, I have high blood pressure, and I, last I checked, had slightly high cholesterol. And sometimes I struggle with thinking that it's my fault. And that's still the... 
I would say leftover from participating in diet and wellness culture where we're told that our actions and everything that we do gives us complete control of our health and our size when that's not always the case. And I'm often quick to blame my size and my weight gain for my health issues and society is as well. But the truth is that I've had these health issues since I was a teenager. I've never had regular periods. And all throughout the different size and weight fluctuations I've gone through, these health issues have been there. Even when I was at my quote unquote healthiest and even in my smallest body. So there's definitely something deeper going on with my body that needs medical attention, but that's something that I've been slowly working with doctors over time. And unfortunately, most want to prescribe medication to pacify the symptoms without actually helping get to the root cause. And this is also an issue when it comes to weight stigma in healthcare settings. So many people who are considered overweight or obese according to BMI charts will be simply dismissed and told to lose weight instead of doctors actually trying to treat what's going on. And that's something that I hope one day I can afford really good healthcare and be picky about my doctors. And unfortunately, I think that's the reality for many of us is that healthcare needs to improve and doctors need to work on getting more training to help actually fix the root cause versus just either prescribing weight loss or medication. And whenever I talk about my issues with my health, people are quick to offer advice in an attempt to fix the issue. And this is especially if they are someone they know have gone through something similar. So I've actually been pretty hesitant recently to even open up about it. And I understand that the advice comes from a good place, but unless someone specifically asks for your advice, usually they're just looking to vent or maybe relate to someone or explain certain realities about themselves just to, you know, let it out and not really looking for advice. The most helpful thing I've done in this situation for myself is to take the blame off of me because it's not gonna make me any healthier to feel shame and in fact, it's actually gonna negatively impact my health and make it harder for me to make decisions from a place of self-love versus self-loathing. So instead of creating drama around my symptoms or the status of my health, I'm working each day to become more in tune with myself and doing things to nourish my body. Things like practicing gentle nutrition, exercising, taking morning walks, drinking lots of water, meditating, maintaining healthy relationships, and so on. And recognizing that I don't have to be perfect and these aren't all or nothing events or things. I do overeat sometimes. I eat fast food. I drink too much wine some nights. But no matter what, I always treat myself with love and compassion and recognize that being human means sometimes unapologetically enjoying the things that aren't the absolute healthiest. And that's okay. You don't always have to make the healthiest choices in order to be worthy of love and respect. All right, so the last myth is that you have to love how your body looks. The key really in body acceptance and something that people find more realistic is to aim for body neutrality, which means you don't exactly love how your body looks, but you don't hate it either. Maybe you can find somewhere in between that space. And even if body neutrality doesn't feel realistic or possible for you, that I know that's the case for some, and that's also okay. 
you can still make loving choices for yourself and your body regardless of how you feel about the way you look. And a practice you can use that I learned from Susan Hyatt's book called Bear, I'll leave a link to that book in the show notes, is at any moment you can pause throughout the day and ask yourself what choice feels the most loving right now. What choice feels most loving right now? Use that to help guide the decisions that you make each day throughout your day, especially when it comes to how you treat your body or what you want to eat or how you want to move your body, etc. You can still choose to accept your body while simultaneously wanting to change your physical appearance. You don't have to choose either or. And this is what I love about body acceptance. Not everyone's journey is going to look the same and that's okay and that's welcome. We're all invited to treat our bodies better no matter what the end goal of that looks like. So to summarize this episode, body acceptance is all about leaning more into what feels good for you and recognizing that it's going to be a different journey for everyone. The goal is to practice releasing judgment so that you can open yourself up to becoming a more aligned, embodied version of yourself. All right, that is the end of this episode. Do you have anything that you'd like to add to this list? Come let me know on Instagram. Again, I'm at Lauren M. Kendrick. Link to that is also in the show notes. And let's continue this conversation. You can either tag me in your stories or posts or just send me a message with your thoughts about the episode. And if you want to learn more about body acceptance and more ways you can practice it, be sure to purchase my book, Body Acceptance, by either going to thebodyacceptance.com or clicking the link in the show notes. Thank you again for listening. I hope you have enjoyed this quick, snappy episode. If you have, come let me know again on Instagram. Or if you're part of my email list, you can reply to any email that I send. And if you're not on that list, just go again to thebodyacceptance.com and sign up for your free body acceptance guide. You'll automatically be added. I release new episodes of the podcast every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you want updates on the episodes released, Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. Can't wait to chat with you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Body Acceptance Podcast. Be sure you're subscribed wherever you listen so you don't miss when a new episode drops. If you love this podcast, I would so appreciate if you leave a review. The more positive reviews I have, the more this podcast can reach women like you who are in need of this message. Let's create a ripple effect and inspire more ladies to love themselves. And as always, feel free to share this episode with a friend or tag me on your Instagram stories at Lauren M. Kepler to let me know you're listening. Can't wait to chat with you again next week. But until then, remember that you're worthy and beautiful as you are right now.